Welcome to The Lovers, The Dreamers, The, the podcast, podcast, starring Joey Love and Michaela Burridge. Welcome back to The Lovers, The Dreamers, The Podcast. Uh, it's always good to be back. It is. I love recording with you. Me too. It just feels right. Yeah. Um, today's episode is a very special one. Um, because we're going to be talking about an event that I got to go to in Georgia that was a lot of fun, very, very Muppety. Um, I would say about as Muppety as you can get. Probably, yeah. And then um, ended with um, showing Michaela some items that I got. I thought we were doing that. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And I, I have some really <laughs> cool things that, I, that I'm going to show her. Um, she has no, nothing, doesn't know anything about the things that I got. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, but um, I got some really cool things. But that's all that's in store. But let's talk about the event. So um, not too long ago, I got the chance to go to the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, Georgia, um, because they were having a interview and talk back with none other than Dave Goles, the Muppeteer and Muppet performer for Gonzo, Zoot, um, he is currently Waldorf, um, and just has done a plethora of things along with the uh, Muppets and Fraggle Rock and... Uh, you know, other Henson properties. Um, so they were honoring him for essentially 50 years of service of being a Muppet performer. Um, and it was the coolest thing. It but, sounds so cool. Um, but before we get into, into that, um, I wanted to talk about the museum itself because we got the chance to... Um, prior to it, you got an hour to like go into the museum and like venture into the museum. That didn't even occur to me yeah. that you actually like got to go. That's so cool. Yeah. And then, but we knew that an hour wasn't going to be enough. Right. So we had bought tickets to go to the museum prior and I was like, I was talking to Jade and, and Jade's family is from Georgia and like out, like outside of Atlanta. Um, and so we drove to her family's place and we were like, yeah, we want to, we're going to this uh, puppetry thing. And her mom was interested in it. And they were like, what time do you want to go? And I'm like, well, the museum opens at nine. So we should probably get there at like, by like eight 45. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm yeah. need to be there like on the dot. And that obviously didn't happen. Cause not everybody was like, no, nah, we don't need that much time. But we did get there pretty late, and I wish that we had gotten there a little bit earlier to experience it, but now I'm like, we just got to go back. Mm -hmm. um, but the museum itself, which I cannot wait till we have a day where we go oh, to yeah. like venture in it and uh -huh. all. Also, shout out to the Center for Puppetry Arts. If you'd love to be on the podcast, we would love to have you on um, just the entire museum. Yeah. Um, they've been like... Liking my tweets and liking my Aww. my Instagram stuff and, and all that, so it's been really cool. But um, they the way the museum is split up, it is half the museum is like puppetry around the world, mm. and the other half of the museum is a curated Henson exhibit. Oh neat! So 
the, I don't want to say the less exciting section, but like the, we went into the world puppetry section first, uh-huh. which was very interesting because as someone who has like a comedy background and a theater background mm-hmm. that like there was a lot of like nods to like Punch and Judy yeah. and like, you know, and, and um, they had like prototype masks from the Lion King oh, yeah. um, and that um, were donated by Julie Taymor, the mm-hmm. director of the Lion King on Broadway. Um, question. Yes. I, I just have a statement. Oh, statement. Um, yes. Julie Taymor also directed Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Did she really? Yeah. That Damn. is another one of my like niche interests that we will talk about not on the podcast because it... Just Julie Taymor or... Uh, or Spider-Man Broad- Turn Off the Dark. Oh, <laughs> spider We can talk about Spider-Man <laughs> Turn Off the Dark on our podcast. It's our podcast. We can talk about anything we want. That's On our way back to my house, we're recording in Joey's dining room. On our way back to my house, I will make you listen to a very important song. Okay. <laughs> Sounds ominous. It's the their performance of a freak like me needs company on the David Letterman show. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm a little scared, but I'm also a little excited. There are so many videos all of a sudden I'm like, have I made Joey listen to this very important part of my life? Have I made you sit through Hugh Jackman's 2009 Oscars performance? Is that the one where he does... Where he's hosting the Oscars? Well, oh no, I'm thinking... Wait, I... You haven't... Well, first of all, you haven't made me watch this. That's the answer to your question. But I may have seen... I don't know if it was the Oscars or if it was the Tonys when he hosted and he did the the Music Man rap with T.I. Oh, yeah, no. Like, have you ever seen that? No, but I need to. It's very cringy because it's Incredible. it's it's Hugh Jackman, Ti, and Questlove was DJing, and okay. there's another rapper. I think it might have been LL Cool J. I could wow. be wrong on that, but this like, sounds like something my mom would be so into. Oh, your mom would love this. I it is it's it, they're doing their best because my mom loves it when people do their best because. They, <laughs> <laughs> the music man, they like they they're doing the 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 song on the train, okay. um, and so or at least I think they're doing the song on the train. They could be doing the "You Got Trouble, My Friend" like that song, but I I, I hate the music man with a burning passion. Really? Yes. Why? It's such a long story. Somebody that I really did not like really loved the music man. That's fair. It was this boy in middle school who had a crush on me, and I really did not return the feelings. And you're like, and you're like, I don't like you or your stupid musical. Yes, <laughs> very much yes. Um, but yeah, they they sing that song, and it's it's something. Um, but back to the museum. They were in there, <laughs> and. I say that. There's going to be a tangent in, like, five minutes. Yeah, probably. Um, it's the charm of the podcast. Um, but we're in there, and the cool thing about it was not only learning that, like, every culture mm-hmm. at every point of the, like, every corner of the earth has puppetry to some degree. Mm-hmm. And, like, in, you know, some cultures, there's this, like, use of, like, paper and and shadow puppets and some had like the like you know the stick and rod puppets that we know and and marionettes and things of that nature 
Um, so it was very interesting to see like every culture's like puppets throughout the history, and some of them were like actually from like fourteenth, thirteenth, twelfth century, and then some were like reproductions, which was you know still yeah. cool. Um, but I think the coolest things that were in there were um, there were puppets from. I think there were reproductions of like puppets that would be part of like culture, the culture in like Aborigines tribes mm-hmm. in New Zealand, which were really cool. And then there were there was like this nice, this really cool setup of like like two different types of puppets in Chinese culture, mm-hmm. but there was like a, a, an entire like set was like a small setup for it that had one of the like 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 I, th- I don't know what the name of the building is that's that is like very famous in China um like it's like the the red building I'm making myself sound like an idiot because I definitely no. know the name at some point but also I'm we'll, tired. We'll end it in. yeah the one side had like fish and the other side had like like, um, like human esque puppets, mm-hmm. and like this, like I didn't really get gathered like what the story of it was, but it was mm-hmm. just like very beautiful and beautifully lit in the way that it, mm-hmm. that they had it. Um, so those were my like the two like culture related ones that I liked, and then there was they had Gumby, Aww. they had um, the Corpse Bride and Ooh, Victor like nice. two, and then they had my 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 favorite in that room was they had the two robot puppets from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, cool. And, the, like, the weekend after we were there, they were going to be doing, like, a live, like, oh, like version cool. of it with, yeah. like, that. And it was, like, in a talk back with the creator and all mm. that stuff. So I thought that was really cool. And then after we were done, like, looking around in there, we went into the Henson area. And I took a lot of pictures in... The, this area. So I would like, like to pop in and say that Joey has not yet shown me any of these pictures, so you're about to hear my genuine reaction yeah. to all of these things that I'm so jealous that he got to see. So, I will show you, so, this, there's, <laughs> there's Gumby, um, and we'll post, like, like, select pictures from this collection of photos that I have, um, on our Instagram and everything, so, like, you guys can, like, play along while you're listening. Um, but, yeah, and then um, <laughs> a character from the Gumby specials. This was, Aww. like, a Santa Claus from, like, some sort of, like, TV special that, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't really get, but the Corpse Bride ones, I thought, like, and they're they're not, like, very big, which makes sense, no. right? Because But it was, like, I was, like, looking at them, and, like, I was like, that would be something that I would have on my shelf. Like, this yeah, is, like, collector sure. size. Um, but I just thought those were really cool. And then... Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 ones, I was like, holy moly. I mean, those yeah. they're, like, they're... Well, first of all, they're huge. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and the, like... I, I don't know if I can read it on here, but, like, on both Tom Servo and uh, Crow T-Robot... Oh, I can see it better on here. It's like, I think the way that it works is that like, it's like 
they, the arms move by a puppeteer, but the mouth is moved by a remote. Oh. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's neat. Um, but yeah, so that was like a really cool thing in there. Um, and then the the Lion King masks, oh, I think that's that you so would. Cool. Like the Scar prototype and then the Mufasa yeah. prototype. And it's crazy to think about how the Mufasa prototype mm-hmm. is very different than like how it, it like, yeah. like becomes so much bigger. And I've never mm-hmm. seen the, the, the musical. I would love to oh, one day. Yeah, would love um, but um, the, the other cool thing about this is that Jade has been to now three different museums that has had either a scar or a Mufasa mask in oh. it. Because we earlier in the year went to the Museum of Broadway. Ooh, yeah. And they have a scar mask on, yeah. on. And then when she was in London, I believe, whatever museum she went to over there had a Mufasa mask. Oh, so um, from the production on the West End. Yeah. So I was like, that's really neat. But so yeah, so that was like the first room. It was all culture and stuff, and then we get into the Henson room. Um, obviously, I had to take a picture of my boy. Yes. Um, Jim is like the first thing that you see when you get in there, um, and he's surrounded by um, the Muppets, Sesame Street Muppets, uh, characters from Fraggle Rock like Sprocket, and it was it was just like I was I'm like shaking with excitement when yeah. I was like when I was like getting in there. Are you going to tell me at what point you started crying? In the museum itself. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't start crying until we were uh, at the event. Okay. Because I think I was just so overwhelmed with excitement yeah. that tears couldn't come out. I That's how I was when I went in Walt Disney's office. Yeah. I didn't actively cry in the moment, but I have cried talking about it since. Yeah, I I think like looking back on it, I like definitely get a little choked up, but mm-hmm. like I'm I also know that like Going back here and going to the Museum of the Moving Image in Queens, and um, there's a muse- there's the the Jim Henson uh, hometown museum in somewhere in Mississippi, and um, there's another museum in Maryland that has um, Henson stuff because because the connect I don't know what the connection. My dad asked me this question. He was like, what is the connection to the Muppets and Atlanta? And I was like, I don't really know. And I'm, if somebody knows the answer to this, please reach out to us and tell us. Because I know the connection to the other three. Because mm-hmm. it's the hometown museum is clearly like it's where Jim was born. Right. Maryland is where Sam and Friends started. Mm-hmm. And that was the local... Uh, uh, affi- like TV affiliate yeah. had Sam and Friends on there, and then Sesame Street takes place in New York. So mm-hmm. like it makes sense like for those places, but I don't really know what the connection to Atlanta is in terms of like, I guess just having the Center for Puppetry Arts yeah. just happens to be there. I don't really know. Is it, now is this a permanent or traveling? Exhibit? This is a permanent exhibit. Okay. Yeah, like the museum is very small. It is literally so you you go up a ramp. You enter the, like, main foyer area, and there was, on the right-hand side, the left, well, the left-hand side of the box office, mm-hmm. right-hand side had, like, a, a version of Big Bird's Nest mm-hmm. that you could take pictures at. And then the back of the area had um, the gift shop. Okay. And then when you walk in, there was... Um, like a special exhibit mm-hmm. that you could like go in, which was 
I didn't get the name of the artist, but he essentially does like performance art through puppetry. Oh, cool. And it was like, but it was very like avant-garde and like he turned like an entire car into a puppet and wow. it's like crazy like moving parts and, cool. and like all these like different like weird things that he did. Mm. Um, and then the downstairs area was like storage and like a, a ballroom type of thing. And then the upstairs area was the main theater space. Mm. And they hold, like, actual shows there as well. That was, cool. was neat because they have, like, a production of, like, they had a production of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Aww. with puppets that mimicked the, the like, That's claymation so cool. ones. Um, they did the Rainbow Fish story. Yeah. They did that as a puppet show. Yeah. And then they do, like, sort of, like, more theatrical stuff of, like, um, like, uh, sort of thinking about, like, topics on, like, social commentary issues and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, they do, like, actual, like, theatrical stuff, yeah. too, which I thought was really neat. Um, but the um, rest of the museum, like, once you go into, like, out of that main foyer area, you go into, like, these two doors. There's, like, a pillar in the middle that sort of talks about, like, a generalized thing about puppetry. Mm-hmm. And then if you're looking at that, to your right was the world section, to the left was the Henson section. Mm-hmm. So after we got done the world section, go right into the Henson section, the first thing you see is a giant mural of Jim Henson with all the Muppets. And then they go into, it's sort of chronological order, yeah. essentially. So it starts with talking about uh, Sam and Friends, and there was a... Uh, TV that was playing like various clips oh. of Sam and Friends, which was really neat. Um, and then like a little Aww. like talking about how his career started with like this uh, Watkins Coffee commercials mm-hmm. where he had uh, Wilkins and or, or Wilkins Coffee, and it was like Wilkins and Wonkins, mm-hmm. and it would be like. Um, they you know they're flying out of falling out of an airplane to be like you know I'll. You know, I, w- I would never land on that or whatever. And then they, like, cut the strings of his uh, parachute. And it's like it was, like, very, like, fun things like that. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about, like, the history of Sam and Friends and just, like, these different, like, clips of the show. And then an original puppet from Aww. Sam and Friends was there. I also found out later on that at the same time that we went, there was a Comic-Con happening um, that actually had some puppets and Muppets on display at the Comic-Con that were normally at the um, museum. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I want to go back to yeah, see because, because um, the permanent installation has Oscar de Grouch, <gasps> Robin, oh. and oh, who was the other one? There was one other one. Oh, Dr. Teeth, but oh. an original Dr. Teeth from The Muppet Show. Yeah. They were not there at the museum because they were on display at the convention. Oh, then they had this Rolf puppet that was, like, used for... The, this one specifically is from the um, Purina Dog Chow commercials. Oh. That, that was, like, the start of Rolf. What a scrumply boy. Yeah, and then they had this, like list of all the different, like, important names. So, like, talking about, like, how Rolf is very important to, like, the Muppets canon as, like, the Mm. first Muppet, you know, that we really get. Um, And Jerry Jewell and Frank Oz and talking about that. And then it goes into this really cool area that is a replica 
of what Jim's office would have wow. looked like. And there's, like, all this really cool, like, artwork mm. and, like, some of it is real. Like, these these are right. his yeah. actual Emmys. Yeah. Um, but, like... I love the moose head. The moose, like a moose head lamp sculpture. Yeah, the moose head lamp is a reproduction of it. But, mm. um, yeah, it's just, like, really crazy how, like, they had... And then, like, all the pictures on the wall, I didn't get a chance to, like, actively look at what each picture was but like there were different pictures of like his kids and his Aww. wife and like all that stuff um but yeah it was just like I took I tried to take as many pictures of oh, the of office course. as I could um and then there's a picture of Jim Aww. actually in the office and what that looked like um but then there's after we you leave the office section you go into where there's like some are real, some are reproductions of, like, different scripts and different, like, scribblings and drawings that he's done, that he did over the years. Um, and one of them was these, like, little bugs. Yeah. And these little bugs, like, almost look like, like, something, like, this one looks straight up like a Tweedlebug from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's going to be my next tattoo. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I want to, I don't know where on the line I want to get. I'm leaning towards these like collection of three bugs with the like I like this little like smirky bug so like doing it like like that line right there that's cute um under my like little Kermit tattoo Mm. but those those were there and then there's like pictures of like like Jim's operating this like giant stick huge yeah it's it's like and he was a tall guy he he was a tall guy and so like this the giant like marionette essentially Mm. And then oh, they had a reproduction. It's it was it was less of a reproduction and more of like a um, like a scrim that almost looks like stained glass. And it was a stained glass gift that I can't remember if it was given to Jim or given to Frank, but it's of Bert and Ernie. And then later on, they added a second part to the stained glass window of. Jim and Frank operating That's beautiful. Ernie and Bert. Um, so I thought that was really neat. Mm. Um, and then after you were done in like the Jim's office section, you sort of went into this very small wall that was talking about Jim's work on commercials. Mm-hmm. And they played an entire loop wow. of like all of the different commercials that he had done like work on. Yeah. And so that was really neat to stand there. I, I stood there with Jade's dad just like watching like all of them. And then it goes oh. into like looking at like what the Henson workshop or what the workshop at the time would have looked like. Mm-hmm. And in there they had like Bert's um I believe it's Bert's sister. Um, and then his Aww. nephew and Sherlock Hemlock were in there. That's so um, cute. Yeah, and I, I tried to get as close pictures as I could for yeah. that. <laughs> and then, like, a dog from, um, I forget what it was from, because it, it was um, The Storyteller from 1986. Um, and then there's just, like, a bunch of different pictures of them building Muppets, and there are, like, drawers that open that showed you, like, oh, what the, like... Cool what the, like, eyeball drawer would have looked like <laughs> and what the stitching would have looked like. So, yeah, that's an example yeah. of that. Um, and then they had, like, this design of what Kermit and how Kermit operates, um, which was, like, really, really cool. Um, and then, let's see, later on, oh, in that same room, too, they had stuff from the, the Hey Cinderella special uh-huh. that 
what I thought was really neat. And then it goes into the Sesame Street room. And the Sesame Street room, start. you start with Bert and Ernie. Mm-hmm. And then apparently the section that has Big Bird normally also has Oscar the Grouch because Carol yeah. Spinney did both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you, I got to see Big Bird and that was like, like one of the things that was like, I, I need to see Big Bird. I would have burst into tears. If not earlier than this, definitely by this point. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when we eventually go, you're mm-hmm. uh, even with these photos, I yeah. know that you're going to just oh, break down. Um, and then they had a horse and a... And a I love Muppet horses. Yeah, it was just like... And like seeing like how they work, I mean, yeah. clearly like there like wouldn't be any feet, but like it's just kind of mind-boggling that like there was no feet. I almost <laughs> made a bad work joke. <laughs> um, and then um, after all the Big Bird stuff and they had like a loop of like different Sesame Street things mm-hmm. playing and then they had this, <gasps> this little setup that talked about that oh. has the, the numbers 1969 for 1969 when Sesame Street started and behind every number is a different Muppet um, and behind, I sort of have to go in like reverse order because it's, it starts with at the nine, there's a cookie, a cookie monster puppet, then Elmo, then Grover, and then behind the one was Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And I love the history behind Franklin oh Roosevelt. Gosh, yeah. And eventually we will like talk about like, we'll do a deep dive of him the way we did with Kermit. But like, I was just very, I was very excited to see that. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. And then after all that, you then go into a room that's like, showing you how oh. you can like muppeteer and so jade got in front of it and like was like playing with the She's like so little cute. puppet she is cute and then there was this whole wall talking about like different muppet performers mm-hmm. so you, you know you got kevin clash and steve whitmire and then dave goals the man of the hour when we went um so they had all that and then different pictures of the muppet performers performing and then uh there was some stuff from like uh, this is uh, not Hey Cinderella. It was oh geez, what is this called? It is um, Tales Tales from Muppet Land, and this was like the mm-hmm. Muppet musicians of Bremen, and it was like puppets from that and Kermit's and that. And then <laughs> this this was from Hey Cinderella, a giant. I don't even I didn't get the name of it, um, but it was like a giant, almost like grimace like puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get into the Muppet Room. And the Muppet Show Room, when you turn that corner, the first thing you see is Kermit. He's so perfect. It is. I loved him. I um, think this was the closest that I got to cry. Yeah. Was seeing Kermit. And I took so many pictures of Kermit. And then there was Scooter and Banamana oh, next to each that's other. That's my boy. Scooter. And then um, a, like a, a different random purple monster from the Muppet Show. And from the uh, Seven Deadly Sins, yeah. there was, like, four of them from the... I don't know if that's from the, like, sex and violence, like, pilot or not. But, um, yeah, I thought these were really yeah. neat. And then the Pigs in Space, they had... Um, <laughs> it, which was, like, I, I was just geeking out over all oh, of this. Oh, well, yeah. Oh and my then gosh. the back of Kermit's chair, it's, it literally just says Kermit. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And you then, need to like print that out and frame it. Yeah, I I I'm I want to, 
Um, and then going back to our Muppets Treasure Island episode, mm. this is like the scale of the boat. Oh my gosh. And this is like one of the tiki heads, wow. which I was like, how crazy is like, this is the boat is so tiny. Yeah. And this tiki head is like so kind, big. kind of big, bigger yeah. than I expected. Um, I took a couple of pictures of it because I was like, and then they had these posters from the different movies up mm. there. And then they had oh. Mad Monty, which I was very excited that Mad Monty was there. Um, and uh, <laughs> Miss Piggy dressed up uh, in her outfit from the movie as well. A lot of Muppets Treasure Island love, which I was like, very excited for. Um, and then the boat from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas was there. And two of the Muppets from, oh. or well, not Muppets, but two of the, the puppets from, yes. from there um, were were a part of it and then I took Aww. I took a selfie with Kermit had to I, t- I just went back and took like as many yeah. as I could and then they had Sprocket which I love Fraggle Rock yeah. Fraggle Rock is definitely not like in my like like Muppets and Sesame Street are sort of like together and right. then like Fraggle Rock's under that but like out of any character it's probably like Sprocket and then Uncle Traveling Matt are mm-hmm. like my top two mm-hmm. so when I saw Sprocket I like flipped out um, and then, and he was so cute and scruffy. And so then they cute. had the doozers Ooh, from which, which so Jade was like, I like the little building guys. Yes, <laughs> it was like her. Like um, and then different plants from, from the show. And then oh they had gosh, so like, they're tiny. And then they had some of the fraggles. They had Aww. red and it was just like, uh, and an uncle traveling Matt. Like it was like. Really cool to see that yeah. because it goes, it's it chronolog it like chronicalizes his entire career mm-hmm. up until his death, wow. essentially. Because like the last thing that you see are puppets from a Crystal Hamburger commercial mm. and pictures from Muppets Tonight prior mm-hmm. to his death. Um, but like, it's sort of like, it's going in order of like everything. And then, so there was stuff from like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, like this was all mm. in there. Um, so one of the outfits that they used from, from the movie, um, the, the Skeksis, um, this was, this creeped. That's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I, I, it's been a hot minute since I've seen both of these movies, so I don't know which movie that's from, and that mm-hmm. might be sacrilegious to say on this podcast, but eventually we'll watch them. And then... The like these door things, yeah. um, so it was just like really neat That's to really see cool. all all of this. And then this was from like a later '80s uh, Henson project of like uh, I think it's called like the Dogs in the City or a uh, Dog City. That's what it is. Um, and That's really cute. Yeah. So and then it ended with the yeah. This was the picture Aww. of the Muppets, some of the Muppets Tonight characters, which. Um, this character who's like plugged into the yeah. TV that was also played by uh, Dave Goals and Dave oh, Goals cool. mentions that when we're talking and then this was the uh, crystal oh. crystal hamburger puppets that they had That's on display funny. as well um, and then some like cool artwork and talking about Henson Legacy and the Henson Legacy video montage mm. had everything from like Muppets projects that were from, like, 1990 up until, like, there was some stuff from, I want to say as as late as, like, the ABC Muppets show. Wow. 
Um, but then they also had, like, they showed a little bit of, like, Bear in the Big Blue House. They showed a little bit of, like, different, like, Sesame Street things. And it was just, it was just really neat to see all the, like, stuff that, really they, cool. that they had done over the years on this, like, little special thing. Um, and then, ah. yeah, and then we went back, took a picture if, uh, with uh, Big Bird's nest. Um, and then Jade and I got photos there <laughs> um, under the sign. And then oh, that's a that's just a random photo that I guess I found of uh, Jonathan Freeman and Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> why do you have that? It's a very I don't know why that's like in the mix of photos. I must have been on Facebook and like saw yeah. it or something. And then there was a guy who I we found out worked around where we work, and he I think I might have shown you this photo yes. already of of his build of Gonzo. really good. And his Gonzo build had, the only reason why I stopped him was because I was wearing Gonzo's pepper shirt, which I expected a lot of people to have. Only like four people had it, which was nice that I wasn't like surrounded by that same shirt. But the Gonzo puppet that this guy made had the same uh, shirt design. It was really cool. Yeah. And then we went back and took some photos. Like, here's me with Big Bird. Um, and then I took one of Jade with Elmo because she loves Elmo. And then uh, went back to get one with Mad Monty because <laughs> I love Mad Monty. Um, but yeah, and that, and that was the Henson Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I, I grabbed all the stuff to show you. So uh, entertain them while I... Look for it real quick. Talk, Entertain them. Yeah, talk talk about Spider Man. Spider Man, turn off the dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so much to talk about. It was a, a failed musical in like the early 2010s, late 2000s. Um, lots of perils that you know. Lots of pitfalls. This is terrible. Uh, a lot of a lot of. I'm I'm not laughing. I just really want Joey to come back. Oh, thank God. Okay. I think we have like all 12 people that do subscribe to this unsubscribe. Close your eyes. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. So I wanted to save this for the end, but I needed to get my notebook when I wrote notes for the event. So because I'm, we're also going in chronological order of everything that I did. So prior to the event was when I went shopping. And so I will show you... Items one by one okay. of all the cool things that I got. I'm um, very excited to see. Trying not to make a crazy amount of like weird noise, but well. awesome. Okay, so the first thing that I'll show you was this. <gasps> ah, that's so cute! So I got a gonzo patch it was the only one that they had yeah and i was like i i put it i picked it up and then i put it back down and i went you know what it's a gonzo event gotta gotta get gonzo Gonzo so i got a gonzo patch that i might put on my um my gonzo shirt not really sure what i'm gonna do with it but i grabbed it the next thing that i got was let's see i'm closing my eyes again for the record I don't know what item that I want to go with because I, I got a lot of cool things. But, okay, I'll go with this one. The next thing that I got was this. Oh, I, that's adorable. They had Fraggle Rock as well as, like, Dark Crystal and uh, Labyrinth um, pins. And I was like, 
originally I picked up a Uncle Traveling Matt pin, and then um, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm spending a lot of money on some other stuff. I don't really want to do that. And then when I went back in, I saw this rocket pin, and I got, I was like, gotta have it. Mm-hmm. So this rocket pin will be going on my like Muppet and Muppet adjacent board eventually. Mm-hmm. And then I'm closing my eyes again. The next thing that I'll show you was that I got at the uh, museum mm-hmm. were these. <gasps> oh my god! So Sesame Street had this collaboration with a company called Out of Print. Yes, and they made socks based on the the book the monster at the end of this book that was one of my favorite books when i was little my mom would read that to me all the time i specifically have not worn these yet because i need to, you show to show you show me that's so <laughs> funny those are so cute yeah so they had because they had other stuff from the, that like collaboration but yes. and i saw these again I, when i went back in for that pin was when i saw that and yes. i was like all right oh, i got i'm going to grab that um and then both before I show you these other other two items that I got from the museum, I had also gone like essentially thrifting, uh-huh. and when I went thrifting, I got this, Aww. which was a DVD copy of "It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie," which is not on Disney Plus. Yes. Um. So I'm excited for us to watch Have this. Have a little watch but, party with yeah. some hot cocoa. Very yeah. cute. When the holidays come around, I'm excited for that. But. These two items I'm very excited for for different reasons. So I don't really know which order to show you with, but I I'm just gonna grab them. So this <gasps> is Whoa. the Salmon Friends, the story of Jim Henson's first television show by Craig Sheeman. And I picked it up and I was like, because there's a I have a bunch of different Muppets and Sesame Street books on my like watch list or read list rather mm-hmm. um but this one was like exclusive not ex- i don't know if it was exclusive to the museum but it's like the guy who wrote this was going to have a talk back oh, in a me. couple of days and he's doing like a signing and talking about all that i come to find out that i had got <gasps> i had purchased an autograph copy oh my gosh that's so it. neat so um there, did oh, you yeah. know he follows us on instagram does he really yeah i'm pretty sure i like called you in the middle of the night about it when it happened Get out of town. Well, I probably, I mean, I have the memory of a squirrel, so yeah. like that doesn't surprise me. But Craig, if you'd like to be on the podcast, I got your book. I'm excited to read it. I haven't read it yet because uh, I needed to show Michaela. That, that's the excuse that I'll use, not the fact that I don't know how to read. Um, and then the, la- the last thing that I got was this. Oh. I think was the coolest thing that I bought was... That is so cool. It is a vintage <gasps> Rolf the Dog... CD and poster set. Um, the CD is called Old Brown Ears is Back, and it's in the style <laughs> of like I knew you would get a kick out of this because it's, it's so such a it's awesome. in the style of like Dean Martin oh, and and Frank Sinatra oh and like but the songs on on it are like it's all so it's all Jim's recordings yeah. of of Rolf and but it's like. Coddleston Pie and oh. and uh, I never harmed an onion, which was like all like Muppet show stuff. Yeah. But I think I'm I like I wish I had bought two of them because yeah. I'm not opening this. Right. But like I want to see what the poster looks like. I'm assuming yeah. the poster is like this design of of what's on the cover. Yeah. But I also want to listen to it. But um, it's gonna go on the Muppet wall. It's a great display piece. Yes. I'm excited oh for it. Oh my gosh, but that the, is so cool. So that was all the Muppets 
items that I bought. And then after I bought all this stuff, after we had gone back in and I was like, I want this and I want that. And Jade was like, stop trying to spend $3,000. And I'm like, you're right. I'll only spend $2,999. Um, we went to our seats and we had pretty decent seats com in comparative to like the, like the theater itself was not very big and like everyone had a good view. The photos that I got specifically are from the, because we weren't allowed to take photos. Mm -hmm. um, they were from the Center for Puppetry Arts website. And so there's a picture of the moderator with Dave mm -hmm. talking on stage and she had like asked him a bunch of different questions. Um, and then there was a picture of me. Aww like on their website asking my question or at least waiting That's to ask so my question. Awesome. And then they showed the Gonzo ah. puppet that they're going to have on display. That was like a big thing. They, like they, this, they were With revealing unveiling. Uh, an unveiling. Yeah. Um, so just like some of the things that I wrote down from the Q and A, because it was, it literally was, it was over an hour long and I couldn't, you know, really comprehend everything. But um, the coolest parts about it were that I got to eventually ask him a question after. So they, the way that they went about it was they did a Q&A, they did an unveiling of Gonzo, and then they did the, like, audience uh, questions. Mm -hmm. So some things that, like, Dave had said was that um, he met Frank Oz in Oakland in 1972, and that was, like, his start of, like... Like, I, this is pretty cool. I'm interested in this because he had originally had a background in industrial design mm -hmm. and then he, like, changed course into, like, puppetry. Mm -hmm. um, he also, he talked about Gonzo had three phases. So he started with as a genius with low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. He eventually then became more excited, excited and manic. Mm -hmm. And then he became more soulful. And the way mm -hmm. that he, like, sort of, like, said that was, like, the first season and a half of The Muppet Show is where he you get the, like, low self-esteem genius. And then he becomes more of the, like, the daredevil gonzo that mm. we know. And then by the time that we've reached, like, Muppets Christmas Carol and things like that, he becomes more of, like, introspective. And Dave said that, like, it's all a reflection of me and, like, oh. my life. is like, you know, I, I started off and I'm like, I don't know how to, you know, keep up with Jim and Frank and mm -hmm. I feel like a fraud. Big thing that he talked about, he's got major imposter yeah. syndrome, which is, like, wild. Yeah. Because, like, you're among some of the, the, the best, like yeah. the best of the best, and you've been doing it for just as long as them. Right. Um, Among, like, I mean, really, like, gods of the industry. Yeah, like, like you, if, like, if I had to say, like, you know, Jim and Frank are, like, you know, the pioneers of everything, yeah. it's, like, you know, what, what they are to the lineage is, like, the next level under them right. of, like, passing down yeah. the, the, the torch is, is, Dave's a part of that. Yeah. Um, and then now that, you know, some people are retired, some people have passed and things of that nature, mm. he's up there. He's, yeah. he's the cream of the crop. Um, but he also said that therapy led to, to Gonzo as Dickens, which I thought mm. was interesting. Um, he uh, talked about how, like, they would, that they would do, like, prank wars all mm -hmm. the time. Um, he's a big fan of Peter Sellers, the original uh, 
uh, Pink Panther, and when he got to uh, work with Peter Sellers on The Muppet Show, Peter Sellers said that he felt a kinship to Gonzo. Aww. Keep in mind, I'm also, like, as you're saying all this, I'm, like, vigorously writing notes yeah. for the podcast. Um, and then he asked for two autographs. He got one for himself and one to Gonzo, Aww. which I thought was really cute. Um, he said he built an Ernie puppet prior to becoming a Muppet performer. That was, like, his start of Muppet building. But Zoot is, like, the only Muppet that he, like, actively built hmm. himself, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, he said Gonzo's easy to ad-lib with. Um, he wished that he had gotten more to do with uh, Digit and Gary Kuinga from Muppets Tonight. Hmm. Um, Digit was the one that was plugged into, like, the TV in the show. And Gary Kuinga was a... Um, an old school like ventriloquist dummy oh. um, and he actually had a really funny story about um, Gary Quinga that they had Prince on Muppets Tonight and when they had him on there he was going by the artist formerly known as Prince <laughs> and so he was going by like his like little symbol and at one point he was saying how Prince was very shy and, like, like, wasn't, like, you know, very, like, was kind of, like, not hard to work with, but, like, it was, like, hard to, like, pull things out yeah. of him. And as Gary Kuinga, at one point, he, <laughs> he was, like, Prince, oh, sorry, whatever the hell they call you nowadays. <laughs> and, and I, I, he said that that got a laugh out of Prince. And from that point on, it was, like, it was, like, you know, smooth sailing working with him. Wow. Um, so he thought that was cool. Uh... Dave also took over Waldorf after Jim's death, um, and he said that he does not ad lib as Waldorf. Like it's it's not his character, so he doesn't. He just mm. he sticks to the script. But one of the things that he said was um, when he does Waldorf, he he said, "and quote, I'm just trying to channel Jim until he gets back," mm. and it was the like most heart-wrenching thing that I think that he said other than like his in, his imposter syndrome mm-hmm. um and then he a lot of people feel like you know a kinship to Gonzo he was like Gonzo gave people permission to be different mm-hmm. and I feel like that happens a lot with like characters that are very like eccentric it's like yeah. you know allowing the, the people to feel weird and yeah. be and be into the weird um, and then the last note that I had wrote because prior to them doing the reveal was mm-hmm. he talked about art is full of connections. And if art resonates with you, awesome, cool. That's for you. If you don't like it, it just doesn't resonate with you. It doesn't necessarily mean that art is bad. It yeah. just means that you don't find a connection to it, which I thought was very, as someone who tries to look at like a positive spin on on everything for, mm-hmm. the, for the most part um, that that was a good way of like internalizing for me that it's like I there's there are things that are objectively bad but it doesn't have to necessarily be something that somebody finds uh, a kinship to in in terms of art mm-hmm. um, but then and then after all that they uh, they did the reveal of gonzo and then they did the q a and I was fortunate enough to be one of the people that got to ask him a question. And some of the questions were really interesting. And I, I was, I wish I had taken notes because honestly, I blacked out. Like, yeah, I, don't totally. rem- I don't remember a dang thing. <laughs> um, but I got up there 
and I said to him that prior prior to me getting up there, he talked about that like it's not every day that you get to thank your heroes. And because he talked about that like when he met Peter Sellers, like the fact that he got to like talk to one of his heroes was in, incredible. And you don't mm-hmm. ever get every day to do that. And I was like, well, great. This is one of my chances to like mm-hmm. to do that because I've always attributed, and I said this to him, I've attributed Robin Williams, Chris Farley, and Gonzo to being like who have made me into the comedian that I am today, like yeah. my performance style. And obviously both Robin Williams and Chris Farley have both passed. And so I was like, just thank you. I just wanted to thank him. And I got teary-eyed and I got choked up and he could see that. And he was like, his imposter syndrome was starting to, to peak out because he was like, you know, a lot of people have, I, I, you know, he's like, I don't mean to minimize it, but like, you know, I... um I feel that way about my heroes, you know? And it's like he was relating it back to himself and just saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm nobody. And I was like, no, you're, you mean a lot to a lot of people, yeah. and, it's, and, and myself included. Um, and then because of the writer strike and the actor strike, you, the, the word choices of things that he was allowed to mm-hmm. talk about were very, very interesting. Because he'd be like, oh, yeah, so this character from a movie, and like, blah, blah, blah. But I was so, like, geeked out that I, like, didn't think of anything. So I started rattling off names of movies. He's like, ah, you're going to get me kicked out of the union. And it was, you know, everyone laughed. And I sent, my question was, um, something to the effect of like, Gonzo has narrated a bunch of stories. What generalized stories would you like him to be a part of and narrate? Mm -hmm. And he just said that like, he likes the classics. He likes the, you know, the things that, um, some people like the classics. Some people don't. And that was pretty much it. And I was like, I'm happy with that answer. That was like, that was all I needed. And I waddled my way up back to the seat, sat next to Jade, and I was just like in heaven for the rest of that. And I was like, I stopped taking notes. I was just like, I was just like, man, I got to talk to Dave Coles. He knows who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And fast forward later on, um, there's an article about the event, and I retweeted it and and commented um, on the post because it was posted by... Dave's wife and Bill Beretta's wife because Bill Beretta was watching the live stream of the event um, and they commented and the Center for Puppetry Arts liked it and all that stuff and I I mentioned not by name in the article but it says like even fan like even a fan cried or something like that because like I was getting choked up and I was like I'm glad to be known as the fan who cried yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah and then after oh the other the other cool thing about the event was prior to the event we were in there and Dave and his wife had walked in mm-hmm. and I was like inches away from him and oh, wow. and uh Jade's dad was like trying to ask me a question I was just like staring at the guy and he's like what's wrong and I'm like that dad <laughs> like um and then we also I also did a little bit of networking and uh, I got the chance to meet in person uh, Muppet Marissa from TikTok and um, she actually said that she would love to be on the podcast so at some point we will get her on and um, get the chance to talk to her. Joey called me to tell me this and I freaked out. Yeah, no, it was like I I'm very excited. Like, just I think I'll freak out in in any regard of like a Muppet fan to a Muppet performer of being like, we're getting so-and-so on the podcast. And it's just, you know, because it's, it's, we get a chance to talk to about Muppets to, you know, like-minded people, which is really cool. Um, But I met her and and she liked the podcast and she was very sweet. Um, And 
Yeah, and it was just like a room, like that night was just full of a lot of love for mm-hmm. an incredible man. Yeah. Um, and I am very grateful that I got the opportunity to go, and I'm very grateful that uh, I was able to like have that moment, and like that'll be like something that's like cemented in my brain. Oh, um, that's so cool. I'm so glad you had such a good time. Yeah, and I, I just can't wait to take you to the museum. I like, can't wait. But, but yeah, that was that was my my time with with Dave Goals, and uh, afterwards, I had a couple of people come up to me who were like, you know, that was was really moving, or like, you know, oh, you asked a great question, and I, you know, I, t- I had talked to the gentleman who made the uh, Gonzo puppet, and I actually met a woman who. Um, works in like like a higher up level of where we work and she was and she was like talking about like her experience of like her job and she was oh. because I was saying how like yeah I had to like give away shifts and blah blah she was like tell me about it I had to call out like weeks in advance and like <laughs> you know put in this like this this PTO and and so That's it fun. was it was it was really neat. Um and everyone was just like super friendly and it was it was it was a great time, and I can't wait for them to do another event like that. The Center for yeah. Puppetry Arts, if you ever get a chance to go, if you're ever in the Atlanta area or if you live in the Atlanta area, go to this museum. Support mm. this museum. They're, they're a smaller museum, but they do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, but, yeah, that was, that, was my, that was my night with Dave Goals. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I, I did blabber on a lot in this one. <laughs> um, but you yeah. clearly ran through when I was talking about Spider-Man turn off the dark. So. Yeah, that was I, I next time I run into Dave Goals, I'm going to ask him what are your opinions on Spider-Man, Spider-Man turn, turn off, off the dark? dark? Because another fun thing before we like start wrapping things up was somebody had asked about his experience with Figment because Dave uh, worked as the the voice of Figment, Figment. when they when they did the the refurb of the ride. And his response was essentially like, I'm, I'm confused why people are so invested in this ride. And then people were like, we want to know what your experience was. And like as someone who wants to be in voice acting, <laughs> I knew that his response was going to be like, it was just like a day in the booth, which it was. It was like two days in the booth. And then he did a voice and then they changed the voice to sound like the original voice. And I thought that was like, man, I thought like Jade and I talked about in the car how funny that was. Because like, man, all these people are so disappointed that they wanted a story of like him with Eric Idle from Monty Python. But I was like, that's not going to happen. Have we, so you know, not to like drag this on longer, but you know about like Eric Idle's Twitter beef about Figment, right? I think I know what you're talking about, but for the podcast, you need to tell it. So, long story short, uh, probably over a year ago now, maybe two years ago, um, Eric Idle was doing, like, an Ask Me Anything on Twitter kind of thing, and somebody was like, you know, tell us about, like, Figment, like, same kind of thing, and he was like, I don't remember that, and people were like, oh my god, you don't remember that, and he's like, he referred to Figment as an animated little beep. And people really just turned against this man, which I wasn't a big fan anyway. But wasn't it also, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he confuse Figment for the dragon from an animated movie that he was in? Oh, probably. Because I think that, like, if I remember correctly, he also talked about how 
they were like, how do you feel about Figment? And he was like, I love Don Rickles because that was who played opposite of him in this movie, but I don't know what the movie was yeah. called because I, I think it was a Don Bluth movie. Um, and they were like, no, Figment. And then I do remember I don't know. Remember I just that. remember the, the things everyone was making out, like the memes and whatever. I have never enjoyed... I will take any Figment I can get, but I have never been a particular fan of Dr. Nigel Channing, played by Eric Idle. I don't, I don't mind him. I think that the ride is, could be better. Yeah. Um, I, Joey's telling all these cool things he did. I got to meet the Figment meet and greet character. Yeah, you did get to meet Figment, which was like, literally like, what was it? The day after that he was announced? Like, oh, I didn't go that soon. He, his first appearance was on Sunday. I went on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So like, but still relatively soon. I'm not crazy, nor do I have days off that would have let I mean, me go the first couple days. That's fair, but also, like, it's fitting, yeah. so, like, no, I did, people did crazier things. True. I did Epcot all day, or all afternoon, and then Horror Nights at night. Um, I walked 14 miles that day. Jeez Louise. Like, literally, like, that's looked ins- at my that, step No, I, I, I believe you. Like, yeah. that's wild. I still hurt. I'm excited. I am going to need Joey to carry me to the car. <laughs> I'm excited to meet Figment soon, and I'm going to ask Figment... So, how do you feel about Dave Goals? <laughs> Figment's gonna go. Eh. <laughs> hey, you do go- you want to hear my impression of you? <laughs> <laughs> I do a poor, a poor impression of Kermit to Figment, and Figment's like that's not even close to a Figment impression. <laughs> yeah, that's simply not me. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the night, and I'm very excited to. I'm glad that I got to. You know, go, and yeah. I'm glad I got to show you everything and talk to you about it. Yeah, well, it was super fun. Very happy to record again. What? Oh, the, the ending music came on. Oh, no. I, I, I think they're trying to tell us something. I think it's time. It's, it's like playing us off. The Lovers, the we Dreamers, get the it. We get it. <laughs> Jeez, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> We've got to move, so, uh, move that out. Speaking of, I guess. Well, I guess I, I guess, guess that's, that was, I guess that's time to end the podcast. But make sure you go and follow us on Instagram and on uh, TikTok and on Facebook. And eventually we're going to have Twitter very soon so that Except you can... Except it's not Twitter. Yeah. X. That just sounds so stupid. It's so dumb. <sighs> but whatever. Um, that's another thought for another podcast. But... <laughs> um, but you know, follow us on everything that we got right now because I'm going to be giving all these photos to Michaela to post um, so that you guys can see what the journey was like. Um, and you'll hear us on the next episode. All right. Yay! Yay! Oh, we didn't talk about who, uh, who gave us forehead kisses. I guess it would just be Gonzo. I guess Gonzo's giving forehead kisses this time, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that's uh, how ready? we're Ready? We're going to end this in three, two, one. one. We did it. I mean, we didn't end it. <laughs> we counted right. We, we did count right. Okay, I'm going to end okay, it now. Okay, wait, oh, wait, are we counting again? Oh, wait, I don't know. Three, two, two one. one. We did it again. We did it again. We're so good at counting. All right, we're tired. We're going to end it. Bye. Love you, Gonzo. The Lovers, the Dreamers, the podcast has no affiliation with the Muppet Studio LLC or the Walt Disney Company. The views stated by the participants are theirs alone and do not represent the organizations or companies they happen to work for or be a subsidiary of. 
Thanks for listening, and you'll hear us next week.